What's happening with it? This is Slink Johnson, a.k.a. Black Jesus, your Lord and Savior. And you're listening to the Red Rock Podcast Network. How you love that? You are listening to the Red Rock Podcast Network. Featuring Pod of Thrones, Hoopla, and... The Shiznit. is the Red Rock Podcast Network. From Red Rock Studios in Los Angeles, California, this is the Shiznit. And your hosts, Damon Standifer, Charlie Bell, and Dean O'Red. Now, put your hands together for the Shiznit. Well, all right. Welcome back to another episode of The Shiznit Show. We realize you have a choice in your podcast listening, and we appreciate you listening to us. A good day, Damon. Good day, Mike. A good day, Charlie Bell. Hello. Well, well, well. Well, well, well. Wow. <laughs> 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 like, like what is going on around here but uh so yeah let's get right down to the nitty gritty what's what's been going on what's been up since last man i ran over some scissors what i ran over a pair of scissors it was they uh, to give you a flat yeah <laughs> yeah it, yeah i was i was at the laundromat and uh i couldn't find a person that worked at the laundromat uh, and you know I had to be, uh, so I I I you know it wasn't too far from home, so I decided well I'll just drive home and use a bathroom, and come right back. And uh, so I'm, I'm driving, I, I get, and then I hear, and I'm like what what is that? And then and then I like you know go a little further, and then I don't hear anything, and then I and then I look at my. My dashboard, and there's a little, you know, your tire is is uh, uh, leaking. Now I have this. This is like the third time, and it's the same tire. Damn. That has gotten it was there was a nail in it, uh, and uh, and uh, nail in it twice, and then uh, scissors. And um, my, I, you know, I just I just want to thank the guy uh, who who was considered enough to leave the scissors in the street. Uh, <laughs> through his tire <laughs> exactly through his tireless efforts i am now tired i was tireless um so anyway um yeah so uh you know eventually uh, fortunately i live next door to a firestone 
and uh, who you become quite uh, good friends with, I'd imagine by now. <laughs> yeah. So it, it was uh, well. It, well, these were Costco tires, so I had to go to Costco, and then, then the whole whole thing because I used my mother's Costco card, so she had to come and be there in person while <laughs> they did you know, while they replaced the tires, and you know. But other than that, it was a good week. <laughs> <laughs> Look how upbeat it was. Oh, yeah. <laughs> what about you, Charlie Bear? What you been into? You know, just out of here trying to put the pussy on the chain wax. What's that? Wait, 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 who? What? what, what? <laughs> <laughs> you guys didn't see that Key and Peele sketch? No. no. Okay, you just have to. Never uh, You have to see it afterwards. Okay. Uh, okay. <laughs> and we will. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. So you've been putting your pussy on on a chain link fence? What? What is it? <laughs> uh, <laughs> what do you say? Uh, let me get this wax out of my ear. <laughs> <laughs> Um, no, I haven't been putting my pussy anywhere other than in in my seat at my leadership class in which um, I started last week. And it's a really great class. And we watched Glory. Oh, okay. As part of... So you, you said you guys were watching Glory? Yeah, it's a fucking great-ass movie. You remember that movie? You remember Glory, right? Yeah, I remember Glory. Yeah, so it's I a lot. Pride of, in that, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a lot of... Glory, glory, hallelujah. Everybody died up in that bitch. Sure Everybody died, man. Well, everyone dies in real life, man, too. So. No, but no. Oh, don't remind us of that. <laughs> They don't usually die within the, the 90 minutes of the film, though. <laughs> but, I mean, there were great leadership lessons to be learned in that oh, film. Yeah, like, you know, sure. the power of humility, the, like how people can come back from astonishing defeat. You know, how people really strive, have the search for human dignity is really compelling to mm-hmm. us. Sometimes more so than, than actual glory or money or, you know, material or things. life itself. Life itself. Mm-hmm. And um, mm-hmm. also... Young Denzel was fine as hell. <laughs> he was fine. Yeah, his name was actually Young Denzel back then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, think, I think that was the first time I saw Andre Brower. Uh, oh, right. right, right, right. I think I saw. I'm, I'm, I think I saw that twice. I think I did see. I think I saw that twice. It's a great fucking movie. It's so. Yeah, it's a great movie. It is. It's certainly a great movie. <laughs> <laughs> Here, boss. He wasn't trying to run. The boy wants to fight just as much as anybody. More, even. He was just trying to get him some shoes. See? Is that Morgan Freeman or or Edward Edward G. Robinson? Yeah, Edward G. Robinson. It's both. See? That was Morgan G. Robinson. (laughs) I've I've merged. Awesome. Yeah, man. That, yeah. Was, that was good shit. First lesson, young Denzel, fine. <laughs> man. See, Matthew Boderick was still a name back then. Yeah. yeah. Wasn't that was that wasn't that kind of the establishment of him as a serious actor? Like hadn't he only been known for comedic roles before then mostly? Uh, I well he was I, I know he was I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but he was a leading man at the time. Mm-hmm. You know, he was he was like one of the best paid actors in Hollywood back then. Mm. And I think you're right, though. I think it was one of his first big, serious role. Mm-hmm. I don't remember like him doing anything really 
serious before that. Mm-hmm. I think most everything else was comedic and stage stuff. And well, there was war games. Okay. Which, which but wasn't war games more like... That wasn't a... Dr- no, it well, wasn't. it wasn't a drama, but yeah, it, was, it, was it was still like an, a, it wasn't a comedy though. No, no, no. no. but I mean it wasn't like, like a teen serious. action type yeah, yeah, thing. Yeah, it wasn't teen action. Yeah. Teen no, action. It wasn't Oscar. Yeah, yeah, Oscar, Oscar worthy caliber. Yeah, right. Shall we play a game? Right, right. <laughs> that, was, uh, that, that, was, that shit. That's so funny looking back on those movies. Like you're. Like, our iPad is, like, shitting on the government's computers from, well, like... Yeah, well, you know what else is funny is that that we're getting to the point in a lot of sci-fi movies, you know, back then, like, we're yeah. actually getting there. Like, yeah, totally. Like, I, think, I think we're, um, I think 2015 is when Back to the Future the, the, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Octo- takes place. October of... Uh, Back to the Future 2. 2, okay. Yeah. That's creepy. I, and then um, 2017, I think, is... Um, I think uh, Twelve Monkeys, right? I right. think is uh, twenty seventeen. Mm-hmm. So we're like really close and past some, and like right around a, a lot of uh, popular sci fi flicks. Well, there was two thousand one. Yeah, that, yeah. <laughs> and, and that came and went. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and it sequeled twenty ten. Right. right. Yeah. Tw- and then twenty twelve. And then twenty twelve. Yeah, which, yeah. which thank God that disappeared. Right. right. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, it's a trip. Like, I was just listening to an NPR story the other day about this guy who owns, um, he had his prized bull uh, cloned. Oh, yeah. You hear about that? <laughs> yeah. And yeah. now he lives with the clone as a pet. Oh, jeez. Wow. Does wow. he Does he try and uh, use the, the, the clone to stud? Um, They didn't get to that point. And oh, okay. I think maybe... The, I think the, he's still kind of a baby. Mm-hmm. Oh, you know, okay. I don't know what okay. yeah. the studying age is for a bull, but mm-hmm. <laughs> I think he's a young clone, at least at the time the story was made. Hey, I had heard a story about a, a bull who was like the uh, the father of like 500,000 uh, cattle uh, that they, they had just used his, his uh, semen to impregnate so many cows. Hmm. And... Uh, yeah, so he he uh, you know he he's into those jersey maids, I guess. <laughs> but I'm pumped. <laughs> I, I I know the story about this one cow and talking to his young son, and they were talking about going down and screwing a bunch of cows or something, and I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I think we've all heard that story. <laughs> <laughs> okay, here you but, guys go. Here's a, here's their um here's a riddle for you, mm-hmm. <clears throat> and then after I give you the riddle. I'll tell you where it's from. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. It's called what number am I? Okay. The number in my tens column is double the number in my ones column. I am less than 70. I am more than 60. <laughs> I just want everyone in this. Oh, wait. More than 60. I just want everyone in the studio audience to know that I don't do math. (laughs) (laughs) And I don't do riddles. So you might as well just go on and give us the answer, sir. (laughs) Okay, wait. Before I give you the answer. Let me tell you where this is from. That is plucked straight from my daughter's last week homework. Really? That's creepy. Yes. First grade. Wow. 
I told you they have some serious stuff at that school. Wow. Yeah. That is one was one of her math uh questions for homework last week. So 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 what, what, we're playing are you smarter than a first grader? That- I know, but un- unwittingly yeah. <laughs> with, without informed consent we're playing this game. <laughs> oh damn. Yeah. So yeah. That's, so what is it? Well, I I don't know. I'm waiting for the homework to come back. <laughs> Well, put it like this. I said I came up with 63. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. So I'm waiting for the homework to come back. And, uh, Wait, say it again? The, I, oh, that, no, that, say that, the riddle. That, that makes it's, sense. It's more than 60, less than 70. The, the number in the tenth, tenth column, column is, is double the number in the ones column. Okay. And it's, the number in the... Oh, I see. Yeah, yeah 63. That, that, that sounds good. <laughs> said the guy doesn't do math. Yeah, well, <laughs> well, six is twice as much as three. No, wait. The more than the ten column would be the three. Be the no, be that's the, the ones column. The three is in the ones column. The tens column is the six. Oh, you're right. You're right. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm tripping. Yeah, it's okay. That that's why it's been see. a while. It has been a while. Yeah. I wasn't trying to like you know <laughs> trick you guys or nothing, but <laughs> yeah, this were. is this is what I had. I come as soon as I come walking through the door because mommy it can't help the baby with her homework <laughs> a lot of times. So as soon as I walk through the door, it's like, Danya, go get that, go get the your your homework and give it to daddy. <laughs> it's not that mommy can't. It's just that she's too busy making gluten free scones. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> so, so wait till your father gets home. It has a whole new meaning in the, in, in, in the red household. <laughs> so yeah, man, and um, yeah, this one was a little. I usually, I usually, you know, walk her through every. You know, I don't give her the answer, right? But this one, I was like, like I was like, man, I think this is it. I hope this is it because if it's not, I'm be real embarrassed. But that's not the first time that. Um, <clears throat> me and Uncle both were stumped on some. She has this software called. In addition, okay, this is how her her studies work. She has these handouts that she gets every Monday, and they're due on Friday. And there's you know there's 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 math and and reading and different things like that, that for each day of the week, right? And in addition to that, she's supposed to read a minimum of 20 minutes a day. And then she has X amount of problems to do on on the computer, on this program on uh, called GG, which is math. It's all math puzzles. And then there's one called Study Island, which is a combination of reading and mm-hmm. different, different other uh, um, subjects mm-hmm. that she has to do. <clears throat> so th- this is what she has to do. And then GG... Gigi is all math puzzles. There are no instructions. There are no clues. There are no hints at all. Damn. And, <laughs> and, <laughs> and there was this one, and this one, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm really to make matters worse. This this problem that she got st- that we that Mike and I both got stuck on was when she was in kindergarten. Wow. Yeah. Like it was this puzzle that we could not solve, and it was like one of her last puzzles of the year, and we never solved it. And so I figured, okay, well, we we got out of that one. I mean, I even looked went on the computer to look up, G, you know, GG clues and stuff. Couldn't find anything, and oh, and the teacher didn't know what it was either because I asked the teacher too. 
So, uh, and then guess what? Come first grade, her first Gigi assignment, it picked up right where she left off. She couldn't go any further until she solved that puzzle. Wow. And I solved it, but I don't know how I did it. And if I had to do it again, <laughs> I probably could, but it would take me a while again. That's but, crazy. Yeah, it, it was ridiculously hard. I, I have no idea. They should give each kid a Rubik's Cube <laughs> and send them home. It was, it was crazy. It was ridiculous. Like That's crazy. And I was like, one day my uh, uncle was over. I was like, dude, can you? He was like, no, nah, man, I don't have a clue. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> he's like there's no hints or nothing like nah man that's that's it he was like yeah i can't figure it out I, he was there for a minute he gave it a good good go that's funny and uh i give it the old college dropout try. but i'm that's funny yeah man she's well, a trip so yeah i i actually read an article about gg and study island oh really and well it wasn't specifically about those two but it, it discussed them but it, it was, mentioned them yeah it mentioned okay. them and it was actually an article about how the current generation of school kids is they um the cumulative effect of all these programs that they're using in schools is that this generation it's the most um they have just so many tons of data on each of these kids, right? Because mm-hmm. they're tracking every little thing. There's right. so much. I mean, it's kind of like, you know how like Facebook algorithms like right. creepily know you? It's kind of like right. the same thing is happening with every aspect of kids in school and their interactions with these programs and then, mm-hmm. the, you know, the way the teachers are having to maintain data plus the, the testing and it's just so much. And I don't know. I mean, it didn't necessarily have like a, this is bad or this is good judgment it was you know, right just kind of like informative yeah but it was it's a very complex situation i would definitely encourage parents to read about it and be aware yeah, send of it. me the link okay i'll look for it but yeah it was pretty fascinating wow yeah i don't i suspect that well <clears throat> when 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 i was in uh when i was in in college i minored in sociology and i can't remember what it's called or what was your major? The, I forgot. Which time? <laughs> Seriously. Uh, the first. For my undergrad. Yeah. My for for my for my bachelor, it was um, uh, communication TV production. Oh, that's right. That's yeah. right. That's right. <clears throat> so yeah, so my minor was sociology, and I remember distinctly uh, being taught that it's very common for them for for people who do studies and and statisticians and these people, whatever, um, to juke the stats, you know, and it's considered okay when it's like doing, uh, when it's uh, for the, the good of the public, you know, or the good of the, 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 the community or whatever. Hmm? The greater good. Yeah. The greater good. Right. Exactly. So it's, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's real, real common. That's one of the reasons why I'm like really, blase about stats sometimes because i know from what i learned you know in sociology and also you know at my job i've seen how you know the bosses would get together and play with the numbers until they got the result that they wanted right you know so i, I know it goes on <laughs> but um i said all that to say that i'm wondering if all of the all of the stats about how bad our education is is, is um, kind of kind of 
in a, somewhat of a result of that. Not not maybe not fully, but just I don't know. Mm-hmm. I just I'm not buying that it's as bad as at least not mm-hmm. steel. Right. You know, because right. I mean, every, every almost every parent I know spends a ton of time with their kids like the days of like when we were kids and we just did our homework and went to school and our parents just showed up for for a parent teacher night once a semester and 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 that was pretty much it unless you got in trouble Mm -hmm. you know those days are pretty much over you know i mean there are uh, most parents are way more hands-on than that right you know i mean there are some who aren't but for the most part they are a lot more hands-on these days. Right. Well, I just, um, I, I've just been, you know, reading a lot. Uh, I forget who. It's like a pretty comprehensive study. Um, I think it was the Department of Education and a bunch of different studies. But anyway, the point is, is that currently at this time in public school, over half of public school students are um, are poor. You know, Mm -hmm. so a lot of what you're talking about in terms of like the school system is so bad, the school system is so bad. The school system at large isn't necessarily so bad. It's just that the 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 worst effects of it are concentrated amongst the poorest kids and the poorest schools. And so, like the stuff that you're talking about, like the very hands-on participation, I think that is the norm for you know most families in your kind of you know economic middle middle class yeah working class middle class and above and then the the where all the struggle a lot of the struggle that's skewing the numbers i think is really concentrated Mm. in the poor kids and then the poor kids are such a larger proportion of the kids in public school because you know rich kids rich people are taking their kids out of public school and then a lot of them also that a lot of them don't speak english that that, uh, that's also a factor and they don't they don't understand they don't understand how to help their kids you know Oh, you mean the parents? Yeah. Right. Yeah, there's so many different factors, but yeah. definitely poverty is the biggest one. Yeah, that sounds like a, a, a logical explanation of why it... Because, you know, I'm look at, I look at this stuff that my kid's doing and... and well, you, you would be in a group of parents who probably are disproportionately involved because, you know... You, you, yeah, you, I don't think so. Not these days. Mm-hmm. Like, a lot of my, empl- like my employees and stuff, their kids... <laughs> My employees, their kids are in private school. No, oh, okay. I'm like my kids in public school. It's a charter school, but it's public. Yeah. Right. And I'm like, you know, so yeah, they they you know supposedly have even better you know yeah. the, than than my kid, but you know, <laughs> supposedly being the key word. <laughs> well, but you know, some a lot of this, there's a lot of similarities and stuff, and mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but um. But there's still, there's still only a limited circle, though. That you know, that you know, you, you're dealing with. I mean, the people that you know, as far as that you work with, or the people that you know are your fellow parents at mm-hmm. at, at the school. Yeah, they're um, not the poorest, the most challenged parents out. No, there. they're not. They're not, and that's why I said that. That's why I said I, 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 I buy that. You know yeah. what you said? That explanation about the poorest being, you know, being an excuse because if you if you eliminate that that segment of the population, I'm just not seeing it. You know what right. I mean? I'm not, no, I, agree. You know, I see the work that they do. I see the involvement of the parents. Mm-hmm. I just can't believe that, you know, they're that far behind everyone else. You know, it, right. it just, it doesn't, you know, it doesn't make sense. And everyone, you know, is Asian, right? <laughs> 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 
<laughs> there goes Damon with the good old stereotypes. I, 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 I type in surround sound. It, it good stereotype. <laughs> I saw. <laughs> anyway. Oh, man, let's get into these topics. We haven't had any topics in a while. I kind of missed the topics. The old topics. News and noteworthy. The shiznit. Oh, yeah, real quick, before we get into this next, I wanted to give a shout-out to... Shout-out to... uh, It's a fake shout-out. I don't know what... I'm going to have to... What's that shout out when it's? I need, I need a name for a sarcastic shout out, like a fake out or <laughs> a, a reverse shout out or a, something. A whisper but out. Something. Some some need some sort of a shout in. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, sarcastic shout out to all the all the uh, Facebook uh, women who were real happy when uh, Beverly Johnson uh, came out. And said that she got uh, raped by Bill Cosby because, you know, then she wasn't the only, uh, I mean, he, he wasn't just raping, uh, they were happy to find out he wasn't just raping uh, white women. So. <laughs> I, did, did she, I did, fucked that up. <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> no, that is true. A lot of people were all like, kind of like, oh, you know, hell, he was, I thought he was just, messing with, they were like happy, like. Like, it's like every every, every <laughs> time so a black man goes and makes any kind of money, first thing you want to do is go out and rape a, rape, rape a white woman. I know what black women aren't going to get raped. That's fucked up. He can't. He 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 forgot about us. Exactly. <laughs> That's terrible. exactly. Shoot. No. Well, the first woman that came forward and actually like um, filed charges, and you know the one that that kind of kicked the whole thing off, she was biracial. No. Oh, okay. Oh, are, you, are you talking about the the, oh, woman, that's, the woman that he settled with? The now, Canadian, see, that's, that's the Canadian yeah. woman. Okay, yeah. Now, see, that's that's getting me into a whole other topic right there. You what? bringing up the biracial thing? Uh-huh. I'm in this group on Facebook. Uh, uh, my light skinned brother from another mother, Gil Laurie, uh, he he added me to this group. Mm. <clears throat> it's called Mulatto Empowerment. Oh Lord! <laughs> and it's a bunch of millennials or millennials. Mm-hmm. Who are mixed race? Mostly, they all seem to be uh, mixed with. Mostly seem to be mixed with black and mm-hmm. something else. That seems to be a common denominator. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I don't. I don't want to say that for sure that all of them are part mm-hmm. black though. Some of them maybe. And these people are they. Yeah, they 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 get offended. <laughs> but you know, I, I try to stay. They my, get offended. I try. At what? I try to stay. <sighs> I'm getting there. Okay, be sorry. patient. Be patient. <laughs> sorry. I, I try to evolve. I try to, you know, get get on board with the current things. You know, the okay, women don't want to be hollered at on the street. Okay, you know, whatever. Uh, you know, just. But this right here, I don't, I'm not gonna be able to get on board with this. I mean, just for me personally, whatever. You know, for people who do want to get on board with it, more power to you. But me personally, I won't be getting on board with this. They say, or they they're upset when they're considered black. They don't want to be considered black. They don't. They get. They say it's offensive when <laughs> when when mixed race people are considered black. That's funny. And it's its own thing. It's its own separate entity. It's its own race. It's its own thing. Mm-hmm. You know, being biracial or mixed race or whatever, it's its own thing. It's not black. Mm-hmm. 
and it's offensive when they and I'm like it's just it's kind of mind blowing like reading this stuff and hearing this stuff because like you know I'm old school with it and this kind of that line of thinking is just like never occurred to me like I understand the one like okay well you know I acknowledge the the, Both sides, you know, my, the, the yeah. you know my other Lineage. cultures and my other whatever, whatever, mm-hmm. and I'm not I'm combination, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm not going to deny them because right. that's right. you know doing a disservice to you know my other parent and this and that and whatever. I, I get all that, but it's like an insult to be. Uh, it's mm-hmm. I can't, I can't, I can't wrap uh, my head what, around it. Um, it's just well, I, I think can't. I think they come from a generation where everyone's trying to find something new. Everyone's trying to find something to be upset about, something to be offended by. You know, it's like every, <clears throat> you know, they're, they're uh, it, it seems like the, this generation is like, uh, they're told that they have to be offended by something or another. You know, <laughs> yeah. You know, no, I, I, yeah, I hear you. I, I agree. I mean, it, it definitely seems that way. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I, I don't, I don't think, I don't know if I'm going to stay in the group, but I've been just kind of lurking around just, like reading like really like wow and just and then they how they like yeah it's it's crazy well i think think that um you know this kind of gets harkens back to our little raven simone talk that we had you know i think it's that that generation i don't know if it's that they necessarily are looking for something to be offended by i think it's a lack of historical understanding of you know race ethnicity and the meaning of it so first of all black is not a race, an ethnicity. It's a convenient word. It's a term that we use to refer to a particular, you know, African-American heritage and, you know, people who've gone through a specific set of historical circumstances. And black, you know, under that definition, we're inherently mixed. 90% of us have more than one race's blood in us. To be black in America is to be mixed. Unless you just immediately came straight from Africa mm-hmm. and you're Afri- literally African-American, right. to be black is to be mixed. So they're not in opposition to one another. So that's the first historical misunderstanding that they have. The second historical misunderstanding is the degree to which you you know they're coming from a very privileged place in which you get to choose your identity you get to choose you know what you want to identify with and that's right. great we fought for that to an extent right but at the same time it's like you know you think the cop is going to not whoop your ass if you tell him you're biracial like i don't right. identify as black i don't want an ass whooping you know good luck with that homie yeah that's the good luck with that's that. the other thing yeah, you can you can <laughs> classify yourself whatever you want to right but what what's everybody else gonna you know what i mean right. so exactly there's there's that thing is this uh is this an episode of blackish <laughs> but, no, but i think that's why blackish i mean i still haven't seen it but i mean i think that that's why blackish is getting so much response because it's 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 referring to this particular cultural moment where there are these millennials, right. you know, these kids who don't have the same sources of black identity that we had growing up. Right. Yeah. And it's like, I, I, I don't have a problem if you want to say you're mixed race, you know, and you want so to say this is the own so thing, are so are we. but to, to just to wait, I mean, to, to, to try to make it so separate right. and then also to make us, you know us the, from the from the other generation who are more in, inclusive right and to say that we're ignorant and this and that and all that kind of stuff and ridiculous i mean that's just yeah that's just just kind of 
disrespectful. I think <laughs> it's well, like, that's, that's disres- disrespectful. <laughs> I, I think they're talking about the world the way they want it to be, rather than the way it is. You know, maybe. You know, um, but yeah, I just and and the thing about it, they're not very tolerant of of differing viewpoints. <laughs> is another thing. I'm like for you know. Anybody who disagrees with, well, I wouldn't say anybody, but I've seen one one lady kind of get really jumped on, yeah. you know, and I kind of felt bad for her. But there was a guy in there who pretty much said everything that I I uh, had been thinking about the group, and they didn't uh, they didn't react um, poorly to him. Mm-hmm. So I guess well, it just depends on who you catch on what day, because it's, it's got yeah. quite a few members. Yeah. But, but I think also that whole jumping on people thing is kind of that's part of um, the social media yeah, like, yeah. culture, which sucks. And I think also um, it's funny because when, you know, the whole Eric Garner, Mike Brown, all this shit was coming out. You know, I think we talked about it real briefly. Like you got to see who were the racists on your timeline or your, right. you know, your your Twitter feed or whatever. And, you know, I was deleting motherfuckers left and right. Like delete, delete, delete. You got to go. You got to go. And then my homegirl, she was like, stop. She posted, she's like, stop deleting these races and these people who, you know, think differently from you. She's like, we we, we need to be doing surveillance on them. And I'm like, <laughs> I mean, she was kind of joking, but I mean, I took right. it to heart in a way. Like, we do need to be aware of what these people are out there thinking and like these little insular communities that, like you said, you can kind of – you know, bully people out of the group or you can delete them when you don't want to hear what they have to say. But in a way, maybe we need to kind of like part of the process of tolerance is like, well, that's the thing with me. I don't, I don't mind differing opinions. You know, I, I don't have a problem with that, but it's the way that you choose to express them. You know what I mean? If you, if I feel like, if I feel like every time I see your post, I'm all stressed, (laughs) you know what I mean? Because you know, because like there's going to be this thing and it's like all antagonistic and it's 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 combative and inflammatory. You know what I mean? If, I, if yeah. it's if it's a decent conversation, I don't give a fuck what your viewpoint yeah. is but, as long as it stays uh, respectful civil. and civil. Right. And, you know, but once it gets, you know, really in, unless you're just, you know, saying some way out crazy. Right. Shit, but, but that's what I'm saying. I think a lot of people out there use social media just for the purpose of trolling, you know, like. Yeah. It, it fosters trolling, and there's a. I think I think we're trolling has now entered the culture at large as a dynamic. People just want to f- like instigate and fuck with each other, and I think, you know, I don't know. I don't know. I don't necessarily. I, I don't know. I, I'm kind of trolling is used so much now. I'm, I don't even know what it means anymore. To sometimes I'm like, it's trolling just when you disagree with somebody. Like, what is trolling? No, <laughs> I think I think the difference. Um, I think trolling, you know, is. When somebody is intentionally being inflammatory, yeah. See, to, I don't get. I don't. I don't. See, I don't get that. I mean, I get people who are inflammatory, mm-hmm. but I don't. I don't run into people who I think they're doing it just to get somebody. You know, just to get a reaction, right? I don't. Well, I think that's they're passionate about what they're talking about, mm-hmm. and they're not always respectful, and they're not always courteous, and and they call names, and they do things that's inflammatory, but I don't get the feeling that they're doing that just to, you know, get a rise out of you. I don't don't really, you know. Well, then you're lucky. And now I feel like, (laughs) I feel like, you know, pretty much if you disagree with somebody, they're calling you a troll, you know? (laughs) 
like, like. No, yeah, I hear what you're saying, but you know. no, I, I, I have this one guy in particular. He always posts crazy shit, and you're like, this motherfucker. He's just trying to be outrageous to get. You know, he's a he's a professional troll. Like that's what he does. Like that's what he does. <laughs> but anyway, I, I'm an ogre myself. <laughs> <laughs> we need more ogres and less trolls. <laughs> We need to start a movement. <laughs> We're the Shrekians. I could get with a fairy godmother myself. Or a, Hello. At least a handsome prince. God damn. <laughs> okay. Well, back to the, back to the topics. Uh, Beverly Johnson's former manager claims she lied about Bill Cosby's uh, accusations. So. Um, she, she, she lied about her accusations against Bill Cosby. Right. Oh, okay. mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's what, that's what he's saying. Mm-hmm. And. I I think he I don't know. You know, he's given his his perspective on it mm-hmm. and I think he raises some good points. Basically, he says stuff like he remembers that 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 time frame mm-hmm. uh specifically and that it's been talked about several times since then. Mm-hmm. And basically he's saying to me that he didn't get a sense of it being a traumatic experience. Right. You know, even though she didn't, even though it was something that she wasn't telling anybody, mm-hmm. it wasn't framed in, in, a, in, a, uh, in a way that it was traumatic or that there was any rift between her and Cosby. Mm-hmm. You know, and that like, he felt like, like. It was like, do you know he, what he did? Was it, was it like that? Was it, well, he didn't, he didn't say exactly. He, well, he said that she didn't talk about it uh-huh. at all, which. <laughs> coincides with her story that she didn't tell anybody right but he's just saying that his memory of that time and of the retelling of that time many times over the years it was never anything to like no antennas went up like what was you know like there was something bad plus there's he said that it's pro- is, uh, provable that camille cosby was there at the at the luncheon mm-hmm so, which I don't think that's a contradiction to what she said either. Right. I believe she said that he went back, they went back to his place or something after right. that. Right. And then, and and also she didn't say that he actually raped her. She said that he, he, got he, he, sli- he, he slipped her Mickey or something like yeah. that. Yeah. She, she but, knew what it's like to be high or have something uh, be intoxicated. Right. Right, yeah. right. 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 So, you know, I don't really, I mean, I don't. I, I don't want to say like, oh, all of a sudden now. I don't. I don't think that, um, you know, all these women are are in some sort of cahoots, you know, to uh, form a conspiracy against Bill Cosby. Right. And I don't necessarily think that uh, uh, that uh, Beverly Johnson lied, um, but um, I could see from from. Another. His perspective that it didn't look by I me. Mean, I think his word, his choice of words, I think is too strong for him mm-hmm. to say that she lied. Right. I don't think he should have said that. Right, I agree. I, I, now, if he said like, you know, something's fishy mm-hmm. or or uh, everything's I, I, not well, basically, or, I didn't get clicking. that. I didn't yeah, get that there impression. Was, right, there, there was no indication at the time. Mm-hmm. Right, right, and I think that um, what this brings out, and kind of like same thing with the with the Janae Rice story, is that a lot of stuff people are like questioning the the victim or the alleged victim mm-hmm. like well if if you really got raped and how come you didn't do this or if he right. was really whooping your ass how come right, you right. didn't leave what? and i think that the point is that, that a lot of things that we expect people to do it's actually 
very, very common in situations of rape or abuse for the person to do the opposite. In other words, hiding it, acting like everything's fine is Mm -hmm. totally a normal reaction when you're assaulted. Um, Same same thing when you're being abused. Like I remember in in college, a girlfriend of mine was – Pretty much date raped at a party by an athlete. I mean, like all the cliches things, mm-hmm. you know, that happened. And I was there when it happened. I didn't obviously I didn't realize what was going on. But, you know, right after she was a mess, you know, I helped her kind of follow up and do the things mm-hmm. she needed to do. But the very next day she went to class and had to see him. Mm-hmm. And she acted like, you know, she's like, hey, you yeah. know, just mm-hmm. act like everything fine. was fine because that's part of just the. The, the cover up the the cup well the coping i think the coping it's, yeah the, it's yeah. dealing like people deal with trauma in different you know, ways yeah and yeah. and a lot of it a lot of pretending that the trauma didn't happen is very a common reaction mm. one of the, one of the things that i've noticed uh in in the uh, in the accusations um not 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 every single woman said that he raped no uh, right yeah. no uh basically the, the only thing that's consistent is that he he uh, he tried to drug them, right? right. That's consistent, and, and that he might have might have done something inappropriate, right? Uh, with uh, right. In some yeah. cases, people said oral sex. In mm-hmm. some cases, said he was jacking off in front of them, and so you know, there's different yeah. things uh, or, that he should yeah. have been doing. Yeah, and then, and then this this uh, this most recent woman, she claims that he was sucking on her toes. Yeah, um, that's creepy. Uh, as that is so inappropriate. <laughs> that's creepy as fuck. <laughs> Well, uh, Cosby's lawyer says he has proof that he wasn't at the Playboy Mansion. He never sucked on no toes, Charlie Bell. (laughs) (laughs) You never had your toes sucked on, Charlie Bell. Not by anyone that drugged me, and I didn't want them to suck on my toes. (laughs) I I, I think she confused uh, Bill Cosby with uh, CeeLo Green. I think that was the problem. Um, That's funny. So, yeah, so I think that um, – which, which is not to say that the fact that – my, my main problem with the people who are saying that this is a conspiracy to take down you Bill, know, Cosby. Bill Cosby, it's like there, no one has credibly said, well, who's, who's in charge of this conspiracy? Like who's part of this conspiracy? <laughs> like what, who has a mo- – I feel like there's more people – like right now I feel like the only people benefiting from this conspiracy is Bill Cosby's that's lawyers. Like, that's black people's you know? <laughs> favorite go-to. When, when one of us does something and gets in trouble – that's our fa- our favorite go to is like oh they're just trying to bring the black man down you know like yeah. like OJ Simpson like okay so if you can bring down any black man you are gonna pick OJ Simpson and Bill Cosby right the, those the, those right. are the black men at the top of your list right you know why not Barack. you know Barack Obama or right. Farrakhan right you know what I mean <laughs> Oprah yeah you know there's <laughs> she's some, not a man some somebody who's a little bit more <laughs> you know of a of, could be considered a little bit more of a threat you know what I mean right, right. you know <laughs> right. That's well, shit. Even Magic Johnson, right? You know, so <laughs> hell, they took him down. <laughs> they, ain't, they ain't took him down yet. You know, but um, but they did have conspiracy. Oh, well, the, the HIV, that's yeah. But even that, like the fact that he's so healthy yeah. with HIV for all They're these saying years. that he's faking. Yeah, <laughs> he don't really he, have AIDS. He really got the no. He has the cure for AIDS, and the, and the right. white man let him have it because he's rich right. and all, letting all the other niggas die, and you know. <laughs> I, Oh yeah, Charlie, Charlie Bell will create a conspiracy theory for each and every one of you. <laughs> <laughs> that, that was pretty good on the spur of the moment. Like, I, I'm impressed. <laughs> no, they, no, there's, that's People not. She didn't make that, that up. People she said did. It. You have no. heard that? 
No. I yeah. Have not heard yeah. That. People, no, that's real. That's People are real saying that. Conspiracy theory. People Jeez. been saying that. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah, that's what I'm like. No, she. I wish I was that don't, creative. Don't, yeah, don't give her credit for that. <laughs> that's my girl and all, but she didn't make that up. I, 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 I apologize to the ignorant masses. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm sorry. I, 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 <laughs> yeah, man. Oh, my God. That's wow. funny. Right now, I'm listening to this podcast, the Critical Thinking Podcast. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's really, it's like this college professor and he just kind of breaks down different issues and critical thinking. And so right now he's doing a series of like, why do people believe in conspiracy theories, theories. and like, you know, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's got to have something. It's got to be some kind of correlation between <laughs> low IQs and people who believe in conspiracy no, theories. No, actually, actually, no, actually, actually the opposite. It's the opposite. Yeah. Really? Mm-hmm. It's the p- smart people? Yeah. A lot yeah. of smart people yeah. believe in conspiracy theories yeah. because wow. they take. Well, you know what? That's not fair. I should. There's different levels of conspiracy theories, right? And and some of them do make sense, and some right. of them I can kind of understand. Even if I don't believe it, right. I can kind of understand. Okay, I can, you know. But some of them is just stupid. Yeah. So there's right. the, you can't lump them all together. So right. that's not really fair to do that, but, right? So part so of this thing I guess is I understand he, he does break different conspiracy theories down. But it, anyway, it's a good listen if you're interested. Check it out. I thought you. It, I kind of thought of you, Dino, when I listened to it. <laughs> well, speaking of conspiracy theories, you guys hear about that um, police chief out of, um, I forgot where, where the dude is from. I think it, is it Cleveland or some, some Midwest type place like that? Uh, he shot his wife in the middle of the night by accident twice. Uh, the, the, the police chief? Yeah, uh, uh, no, I haven't heard no, of that. You didn't hear uh, about that. Dino, there's a spider right behind you, dude. Okay. Thanks. Okay. I'll, I'll, <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, no, I, uh, I hadn't heard about that. Yeah, um, actually, I have the uh, the nine one one tape here, and you know, people are like, "Oh, yeah, he did it on purpose and stuff." Of course, but let's see what you think. Yes. She was shot twice, accidental. Yes. Who shot her? Me. How did you shoot her? The yeah, gun was in the bed. I went to move it, uh, put it to the side, then it went off. Is she away? No. Everybody was asleep. Huh? Is she awake now? Is she awake now? Yes. Is she breathing? Yes. Oh, okay. Where's the gun at? Back in the side. I don't know. Let's throw it to the side. Might be in the bed here. I don't know. All right. I want you to... You are with her now. What's that? I'm the chief of police. It's... uh. The, the bed, the, the gun is on the dresser. Uh, okay. You have the chief of police in Peachtree City? Yeah, unfortunately, yes. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I think it's real. I'm not, I, I don't, I don't detect bullshit and yeah. I don't think he was trying to kill her. No. Because if he was trying to kill her, she'd be dead. <laughs> She's yeah. laying in the bed sleep. Yeah. You know, um, it's, it's one of those freaky accidents, but uh, I, I think it's really just an accident. What do you, what, what say you, Charlie Bell? Uh, I don't know. I don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't even understand the fucking psychology of people that just keep loaded guns around family members. Like I don't. I mean, and and I and I ha- some of those are my family members. So I'm not trying to say like I've never met anyone who. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't get it. It seems. What, was his last name Pistorius? <laughs> I don't yeah. remember what the guy's name was. Uh, oh, that's that was a. Uh, you remember Oscar Pistorius, uh, who uh, in South Africa, the 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 
the runner with the uh, artificial legs. Oh, he, that's, he shot okay. he shot his uh, shot his girlfriend uh, through, mm-hmm. through the bathroom door in the bathroom. Right, right, right. the he, white dude, right? Yeah, yeah, and he claimed, yeah, it, yeah, he claimed yeah. it was an accident. Right, right, right. Yeah, I remember that story. Yeah, I, I, I didn't remember his name, but yeah. And there was a there was a woman, and I, 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 she shot her. Uh, I don't know if he, if he. I don't know if he was a member of the military or if he was a police officer, but uh, he went to. Uh, he left the house, and he came back to bring her breakfast in bed. Mm-hmm. And I guess he surprised her. She thought he was a, an intruder, and she shot him. Wow! Yeah, that's uh, yeah, yeah. That happens quite a bit, but yeah, it's not exactly clear what happened. Like, why did he reach for his gun in the middle of the night and? Whatever else, but at the same time, it's just... Uh, he sounded more embarrassed than... Uh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. He definitely sounded embarrassed. Yeah. Yeah. So... He didn't sound too broken up about it. <laughs> no, well, but I mean... She was, she was okay. She was okay? He, he's yeah. the chief of police. I would expect if somebody's not going to panic over a gunshot, it would be yeah. a, a cop. Right. I'm not saying to <laughs> so, panic. It just sounded... I thought she was more hurt than she was. Yeah. No, she... she. Well, I mean, she survived. Well, so he's like, she's, he's she's like, making a full recovery last he, I heard. He's like, you okay, honey? <laughs> yeah, I'm fine. Well, there, there was, you know what? I think there was another tape, too, that I, I didn't get that one because he said, um, or either it was longer, mm-hmm. and this is a shorter version, because he, um, he said something like that. He said, um, are, are you okay, honey? And he's like, oh, that's a stupid question. Of course you're not okay. But <laughs> what, I, what I mean is, are, are you breathing okay? You know? Yeah, yeah. That's what, yeah, so... So he he seemed concerned, but he was calm and and definitely under control. Yeah, but that's probably some of those things where well, nothing appears to be wrong, but I better call nine one one anyway. You know, if she was if she was breathing. Well, yeah, she, well she's she got shot. She, oh, so, she did actually. Yeah, get she shot. did. Oh, okay. Yeah, she actually got shot. Oh, so, okay. Yeah. So uh, yeah, he had to call. He had to call. But anyway, damn. Hmm. <laughs> Yeah, gee, I'm sorry, honey. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> Charlie Bell, your girl, Oprah, he mentioned her a minute ago. She's in the news. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. What happened with Oprah? Well, I'm glad you asked, my friend. <laughs> I just happened to have a little clip. Want to hear it? Here we go. <laughs> I, I'm, a, I, I'm a person who lives my life based on intention. I've been living my life that way since 1989. And it really just... You know, it's it's ordered my life in such a way that you have, you, you meet divine order all the time because you're doing things on purpose. So I think that what can be gleaned from our film, Selma, is to really take note of the strategic intention required when you want real change. Strategic, peaceful intention when you want real change. I think it's wonderful to, to, to march and to protest, and it's wonderful to see all across the country people doing it. But what I really am looking for is some type of leadership to come out of this to say, this is what we want. This is what we want. This is what has to change, and these are the steps that we need to take to make these changes, and this is what we're willing to do to get it. And, and when you watch Selma, that's what Selma is all about. It's all about the strategy. Those marches just didn't happen, and they weren't happening happening haphazardly. They were happening out of an order and a design for change. Mm. That's my feeling about it. 
And, and to jump off of that, what I think is so divine and beautiful about Selma coming out at this time is A, it shows this isn't new. Mm -hmm. We've had this before, and there are very direct parallels. Yeah. Ferguson, I feel, when it initially happened, it felt like it was a black problem. When we saw the footage of Eric Garner, it became an American, American problem. problem. Mm -hmm. And you saw that in the way that black and white, young and old, came together to say, this I didn't is get not that. okay. It was the same yeah. thing. <laughs> it, was the same. it was, you know, in, in the sense that voting rights or the lack of it for black people it was a black problem. When you saw Bloody Sunday, it became an American problem. Yeah, I think that's part of the, the disconnect right now is that it's, you know, uh, black people consider it an American problem. A, a problem <laughs> and, 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 and white people are saying that it's not even a problem. It depends on the white person because right. a, a lot of the younger ones. Uh, yeah. Are, right. Uh, right. Um, they're the ones out there marching, but uh, yeah, the so, um, some so a lot of the protesters uh, from Ferguson and the Eric Garner uh, situation, a lot of the people who are the Black Lives Matter movement, right, are right heading up that movement. They took offense to this the uh, some of the statements that Oprah made in this interview and about the lack of leadership and mm -hmm. you know and things like that. Um, I don't know. What do you guys feel about that? I mean, I, 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 this is why I have a love hate relationship with Oprah. Like, I love her. She's a, you know, amazing, just brilliant open up black your heart woman. and let the hate in. But <laughs> you just, you, you want to hate her, but no. she's Oprah and she's, oh, that's what you're just I don't want to hate her. If she was not Oprah, you, it wouldn't, you wouldn't be conflicted. If she wasn't Oprah, you wouldn't be conflicted. If she was anybody <laughs> yes. else, you'd be like, I hate that bitch. No, I, I wouldn't say I hate her. I wouldn't say I hate her because I agree with some of what she said. You know, I do think that, um, you know, definitely strategy and intention are important, but I think it does represent a couple of huge problems. One, she's totally out of touch with the movement, right? She's out of touch with the leadership that is happening. And it's just like the people who thought that Dr. King was the movement and that the people right. on the ground that were doing all the organizing and do, you know, that had been, and when you go to see the movie Selma, you see that these people had been on the ground building leaders for two years before this idea of the Selma marches even came about, you know, Martin Luther King was more of a tactical leader. I mean, this is, and that's not a disgrace or a, a, a criticism. I mean, he pretty much, yeah, he pretty much acknowledges that. He's like, our tactic is the tactic of dramatizing the moment in a moment so that we can get immediate change. Mm -hmm. But he knew and he understood that there was long-term strategic grassroots organizing going on, and that's what made his possible. So it's almost like, you know, Oprah is missing the point of what's going on currently as well as the point of what went on in history. Like, you know, for us to be always needing this charismatic leader, this charismatic figure at the top of a movement, that's not – it's not realistic. And if you wait for that person, you're going to be waiting a long time. The movement has to continue with or without that person, right? And Oprah right. needs to get it, and she needs to get with the movement, you know? And it's it's definitely disrespectful to the people who are out there, you know, putting their lives on the line, putting their jobs, putting school on hold, you know, like one Twitter <laughs> one tweet was like kind of put it real harshly they're like 
for her to be talking about leadership while she's eating truffles and grilled unicorn ass and shit <laughs> and folks down here leading they got groceries the nerve you know i mean and i get it like i understand so i think that um you know oprah in her position of power and leadership she would do better to you know, meet with the young organizers, shine a light on what they're doing, try to, you know, maybe make some intergenerational connections with the John Lewis's and the people of that generation that are still, you know, in the movement rather than just criticize them and, and say, oh, well, we need to do what was done in the past. Well, you can't just replicate what was done in the past because these are different times, yeah. you know. Weasel, what say ye? <laughs> well, you know, I, I, I just think, uh, you know, Oprah was giving her her opinion. Mm-hmm. Um I think um, I, I think there's a you know there, there is there is something to saying articulating what you want and how you want it how you want it done and um, you know communicating that to other people out there and, and unfortunately you do need a, a singular voice uh, to to get those sort of things uh, accomplished. And yeah, I, you know, I, I I understand that you know there there are people on the ground doing things, um, and that it's a <clears throat> it's a, a, a you know it's you know they're they're putting they're putting their lives and they're sacrificing, but you know it, it, uh, leadership it you know is necessary. I mean, you do need somebody to come in and um, uh, basically articulate. Articulate your wants and needs to the masses, and um, you know it, it. It it to me, the marches and everything seem all sort of haphazard, um, and you know I, I know everyone means well, but uh, I think it might seem haphazard if you're not directly connected or right. more involved, mm-hmm. but on the outside. But mm-hmm. yeah, I don't I don't necessarily agree that but, they're haphazard. Right. Mm-hmm. Just like the same thing people thought people thought the same thing about the marches and the bus boycott in Selma. They tried to um well you Well know. The, the bus boycott uh the bus boycott was, was very specific. It was it was uh, very much about, you know, uh allowing allowing uh, black people to ride Buses uh, that they paid to ride on. Right, they, right. they had a specific goal, and they were they were articulated. Uh, right, but I'm saying that the mythology around how the bus boycott, um, you know, was organized, mm-hmm. kind of like we 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 hear these tired tropes about oh, you know, Rosa just was tired and sat down on the bus mm-hmm. that one day. Well, when in reality, we know that's not how it happened. Rosa was one of the, she was a very militant, hardcore, well trained organizer. Mm-hmm. You know, they had a plan mm-hmm. on how they were gonna, you know organize and carry out this bus boycott to fruition Mm -hmm. and so you know this was before martin luther king even became the face of the movement the bus boycott you know um was already in process but but it needed a face well at that time i'm sorry go ahead i'm I'm just saying it it needed a face uh to uh, to 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 gather the um um see i I, uh, what am i trying to say uh People need that that one person, even though they're you know even though there's uh, yeah you know you you look at the president you know he doesn't do everything he's not responsible for everything but people look to him um, to articulate the America's uh, point of view to the rest of the world mm-hmm. even though you know 
how you know even though he he gets information from generals he gets mm-hmm. uh he has advisors he has all these people that come in to make up but he's he's the face he's the one that basically as, mm-hmm. as Truman said the buck stops with him mm-hmm. and I, I think with any type of movement uh you need somebody who's who's out in the front who can <clears> answer <throat> who who can speak as one voice for the masses mm-hmm. and um I mean, I think that, um, you know, definitely there's a role for leaders who can articulate the vision of a movement, mm-hmm. but the movement isn't dependent on those people. And the movement. Oh, no, not at you all. You know, so I think that's right. kind of the, the, the disconnect, right? It's kind of like, yes, in the past, we've had leaders like Malcolm X or Martin Luther King who kind of, you know, did this great job of articulating some of the movement goals and ambitions, mm-hmm. but were they the movement? I think that's the issue that we're facing now. It's new times, and, you know, we, we can't wait around, I think, for another MLK to appear. Well, yeah, yeah, I, I understand that. And, and, and generally, somebody has to come out of has to come out of the the, the grassroots. I mean, right. I mean, uh, Malcolm X was a minister in the Nation of Islam, right, right, right. and he basically became the spokesperson right. um, uh, for the nation for Black nationalism in general. Right. Uh, Martin Luther King became the you know he was not the only one, right. but he became he was the one that they went to. Right. Uh, he, I mean, he became the 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 the, the voice. He became, right. and and I, I the impression I got from Oprah was that's what that's what's needed. They they need that's and, what, that's what she thinks they need. Well, yeah, right. yeah, and right. I and you know, yeah, that's you know, right. I don't I don't really have a problem with her saying that. I I, uh, I don't have a problem with her saying it. I, just, I will say this. Mm-hmm. I would have. I don't have a big problem with her saying it, but I'll have even less of a problem with her saying it. I think a whole lot of other people have even less of a problem with her saying it. Had she said it, had she come out earlier and said that and not said it in relation to her movie that's coming out and, and pointed and pointed opportunistic, right? Cause that's how it looks to me. It looks, it looks kind of opportunistic mm-hmm. and it looks like, and she keeps, she keeps referencing her movie, right? You know, of, you know uh, how we did it in the past versus right. what's going on now, right. and like go see my movie and see how we did it, see how to see the right way versus right. how you guys are just kind of you know ragtag haphazardly doing shit. Yeah. You know, um, I think had she come out and said that independently of this movie, you know earlier, then I think it would have been received better. Yeah, and also she said it to. The organizers, if she said, hey, look, right. I think we have some work to do together where you can learn from the lessons of history and we can you know, try to bridge that divide rather than talking at them or talking down to them. Well, yeah, I feel like either either get involved or leave it alone. But like, yeah. don't get involved and then criticize the people who are involved. Right. To like, promote the movie. <laughs> yeah. That's that's not right. cool. Yeah. Absolutely. You know, that's that's how I feel about it. Yeah, absolutely. That's, it's not so much what she said, but the the framing of it. You know, I, when yeah. she said it and how she said it and and all that, I don't I don't I don't think it's cool because right. you know, it's not like she was I I, I if, like Oprah, if Oprah wants to be her, she can be her and exactly. I didn't hear her say shit about any of Eric, any of these right. people. Eric Garner, when Mike it, Brown. This stuff went she down. wasn't down there marching in Ferguson. Right. right. So she yeah. wasn't shooting baskets at the gym when we was organizing for <laughs> or you know, I'm mixing my metaphors. You know right, you right. Know but anyway, that's that. Uh you know. Power to the people. <laughs> right? No, but tr- uh, but one last thing I have to say is that okay. um just 
but movements create leaders, not the other way around. around. Well, yeah, I yeah. guess that's kind of like one thing that I think we all yeah, kind of yeah. have consensus that, you know, movements, you have to keep the movement going and then leaders will emerge. You can't wait for that leader, that charismatic right. person. Yeah, it's kind of like almost like, well, what do you it's not the it's not the people's fault that there's no leader right now. You know, mm-hmm. what I mean, and we can't wait around for a leader. You know, so it's. Well, I think it's also your definition of leader. Like, there are leaders. There are tons of leaders. Right, there's but there's. But the the leaders in the in the old, the one singular definition that they're still holding on to from the '60s. Right. Yeah, maybe there's not somebody who holds that particular position. Right. But that doesn't mean that there isn't leadership, and that's that was the kind of um that's that true. was the part that's that true. was um disrespectful and um kind of dismissive of what the efforts that people who right. are t- taking leadership. Yeah. You know? Yeah, and then too, yeah, and. It's, it's a different time, you know, and, th- you know, things evolve. And I don't think a singular uh, leader li- uh, like a, a Martin or Malcolm is as necessary to any movement as it was in the past because of the, the access that, that, you know, the mm-hmm. platforms that we right. all have now. Right, exactly. So it's not as as needed, you know. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, I think yeah. it's still needed, but not as. Yeah, you know. it too. I mean, yeah, we're in a different media environment. Everything. Mm-hmm. Right. So, have you guys ever heard of Vanillo? I believe that's the way it's pronounced. N u l l o. Vanillo. Not until you sent us that fucked up article <laughs> that fucked my world up. <laughs> so you you did read it. What about you, D? Did you I, read it? I didn't read it. No. Oh man, Vanillo, dude, is well, just. Whenever you feel bad about your sex life. <laughs> oh, 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 oh. What? That's 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 the dude that uh mm-hmm. that uh removed his his uh ca- castrated. I'm, I'm sorry, dude. I'm, I'm I you know I I put that out of my memory. Uh, <laughs> I, I can understand why. <laughs> oh, okay. Man. So for our, our listeners, uh, Anello is uh, a man usually. Usually uh, a gay man, usually a gay uh, submissive man, generally speaking, uh, who has voluntarily had his penis and testicles removed so that he now looks like an action figure. (laughs) Literally, he looks like, I mean, the pictures, he looks like. Uh, uh, the action figures that I had as a boy. Yeah, he he looks just like that down there. There's nothing there. There's a little hole where he he goes uh, pee pee out of, um, and and that's it. Like a little hole for the urethra to to that's let up. urine go man, out. Man, there's a surgeon for everything, man. Yeah. So yeah, so that's so. what I want to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> Aside from. Trying to comprehend what would make someone do this because I don't know if it's even within my power to even comprehend. I don't think I can even. I, I don't think the three of us combined have that power. <laughs> right. <laughs> and um, oh, it's so gross. Well, it actually so, seems like it's a symptom of um, amorphic body disorder. D- exact. Thank or you. Or dysmorphic body disorder. Dis- yeah. yeah, that's what it sounds like. Um, even though he tried to play that down, and he was, I think, he was a. Uh, Treated for that or had counseling right. to rule that out. I don't see how you can not if you can read read his article how he didn't like his penis, right? You know, and I tried to give him the benefit of the doubt and say, oh, okay, he had that accident 
where it was painful or whatever, but then he he shot that out where it said he wasn't in that much pain and it wasn't it wasn't that. Yeah. So I couldn't even give him that out. I mean right. and what 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 man does not like his own penis so much that he wants to remove it but yet does not have Or any body part. I right. can't think of even I can't, even if somebody removed their nose or a finger or pinky or, or pink, yeah for anything you yeah be like, yeah that, that's that, that's punishment to get your finger chopped right off. yeah the yakuza you know right right so so again I don't get it but what I don't understand is I don't under what framework of medical ethics is this my thing is the, 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 who let the doctor do it and why is that okay for a doctor to do something this drastic to someone. To someone's body, and I mean, because body dysmorphia is, um, you know, categorized as an illness, right? As a mental yeah. illness. Well, I think it's one of those things where they did send them, you know, for treatment and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And I think if I don't know, I think maybe the medical profession feels like, well, if we feel like this guy is just definitely going to do this, because might, see, as well have it, might as well do it right, right? Because there's a whole underground movement of people who can't get it approved. And they go to these hacks, mm-hmm. and they and they literally no, no get pun, it. Is a pun intended? It wasn't. <laughs> yeah. They go to these hacks, and they and and get butchered. Oh. You know, and you know. So I think what's going on is they say, "Well, this dude is no turning him away from this." Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we so might as well, well just do it, right. do it because he's the guy. He's the guy that's going to go out and find some weirdo. Right. You know, but there's no, to do it. But there's no equivalent is like, say, um, you know, you're severely depressed and suicidally depressed and, you know, your doctor can assess like this person is helping on committing suicide. But then we don't give them like help to commit suicide. We try to keep until until the day that they commit suicide. We keep trying to help oh. them. Well, that's because suicide is the ultimate. That's the end. You can't mm-hmm. do that. I mean, well, you can do it wrong, but. I mean, yeah. So we we don't help them commit suicide, but that's we do an organ, not the same thing. You know what I mean? I mean, so uh, well, I guess you're right. It's of course, it's, of course, it's not the same thing. It's so and, much and, more and, extreme, but, right? Right. And 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 having a doctor remove the penis versus it being done in the back room of 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 some you know yeah vet clinic or something like that. No, I get and that. that's a, and that's a better that's a one of the better. You know, options. options. Yeah, a, a veterinarian or something doing it. I mean, and all the ramifications and stuff that could come from that. Right. So. No, I mean, I understand that part totally. I'm just saying I don't understand why. <laughs> I, I don't understand why do you get from the point of like just dealing, just continuing to deal with the psychological part to then going to saying, yes, we're going to. We think this person is just so far gone psychologically that the psychological we can't work on any further. We're going to go to working on the physical. You know what I mean? No. Okay. I, I wonder. Do, do you understand what I'm saying? Um, I, I don't understand any of this. I, I just wonder if the surgeons cringed, you know, because I cringe when I see a brother get hit in the nuts, you know? Right. Well, not him. (laughs) (laughs) Not him. Not this dude. You don't have to cringe for this dude. Oh, God, man. Fuck. I don't know. I just feel like I I would really love to talk to the surgeon and any (laughs) medical board (laughs) that's involved with this. You know, reading reading the article, I still didn't understand why he did it. Um, Right. Because he's crazy. (laughs) Well, yeah. He's got problems. 
Well, sure, he's got a problem. He, he basically, <laughs> yeah, yeah. He he didn't like his penis. It's that simple. But that's what I'm saying. At what point you know, does so. the medical establishment kind of like go along with your crazy? That's uh, that's what I'm like. I said at the point where they feel like if they don't do it, he's gonna do it anyway. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, well, that's that's true. That's, uh, I, don't know. I uh, yeah, I guess. Yeah. And I don't, I mean, I don't blame them. It's not like this is something that's just going, they're just doing these left and right. You know what I mean? It's, it's pretty hard. <laughs> or left or right, right? <laughs> yeah. It's, uh, it's, it's pretty hard to, to get done. You got to jump through a lot of hoops and do It's pretty hard, hard to get, get it done. done. <laughs> that's Wait. what she said. <laughs> yeah. That's what everybody said. Yeah. He cut his nuts off and his dick, too. <laughs> yeah, a little mini gu- guillotine that they use. Oh. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> chop chop. <laughs> but yeah, this, but this this guy, this poor guy, wants to be perceived as like a normal gay man, and uh, that oh, that train has totally left. That, <laughs> and he's just like he, since he's a submissive, he doesn't have any need for it anyway. And uh, it's just it's just wow, it's it's tripped out story. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> We're gonna have to pray for that, brother. Oh, that's too late for oh, prayer. <laughs> yeah, it's this. Yeah, that ship, ship has sailed. He's singing in the Vienna Boys Choir about now. But <laughs> oh yeah, that's the one thing he said didn't happen. That his, his voice uh, didn't change. Right, because it was too late. Yeah. He, was, uh, he had already passed puberty. Yeah, way past puberty. So, well, speaking of body parts, uh, on a more pleasant note, <laughs> Kiki Palmer's titties are on the internet. Okay. Yeah, they're out there. All right. <laughs> Just that. The more you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she got her account got hacked or something. She has some selfies in the cloud or something. And oh, okay. Yeah, oh, she yeah, got yeah. hacked. Yeah. Hey, you know, I, there's so many titties on the internet that like famous titties don't even like you know register to me. Really? Like, yeah, it's like. He's the only one titty. titty. You've seen them all. Yeah, yeah. titties and titty. I mean, don't I, get me wrong. I like the titties. I, I, I feel you to a certain extent, but at the same time, I'm like certain celebrities, I'm I'm still curious to to see. Oh, I like <laughs> if I can find it. You know, I'm a, I'm gonna look for it. Well, I mean, yeah. I mean, there's no big but, thrill yeah. to it. I'm no, saying. no, it's not a huge thrill yeah, to it. But I, yeah, I, it's I, was, still. I was looking at Garcelle's titties the other day, but uh, Gar- Garcelle Beauvoir. Right. Yeah, and they're very nice titties, mm-hmm. but uh, you know, titties are titties. Yeah. <laughs> well, Kiki's got hers pierced. Oh, she does. Yeah, both oh, nipples. Well, I'll have to make sure that they were done right. right. <laughs> <laughs> yep, yep, yep. <laughs> so. Well, that uh, uh, I guess I guess piercing's a lot less severe than having uh, one's penis chopped <laughs> off. Yeah. <laughs> <You> think. <laughs> So they have this 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 reality show called My Husband is Not Gay. Now, I would I would challenge you and say that if you have to say that <laughs> your husband is not gay and go on a TV show about it, then there's probably a good chance that he is gay. And I'm not working with any other information other than that. <laughs> <laughs> I just I'm sorry. Uh, you can you call it to- prejudice or whatever. Yeah. But he's at least bisexual. I know. As far as I'm, you know what I'm going to You know, I'm just You're saying. Like, this TV title goes under the category of thou doth protest too much. Mm-hmm. <laughs> My husband is not gay and neither is his boyfriend. Now, listen. <laughs> 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 uh, 
<laughs> Listen to this one guy try to describe uh, how he feels about his wife. When I'm having sex with her, I don't wish that she was a man. I don't fantasize about her being a man. I am with her, and I'm having sex with her, and it's her I love and I want to be with. Uh, an analogy I could use is, I love donuts. <laughs> I would eat donuts three times a day. You and me both, brother. I desire to be able to fit my pants in the morning, too. So, I, you could say I'm oriented toward donuts. Right. And if I to myself, I would eat donuts a lot more than I eat donuts. Mm -hmm. But am I miserable? Am I lonely? Am I denying myself because I... Uh, because I don't eat donuts as much Nigga, as you I, get. I, I eat donuts, I'm not. I, in fact, I desire to live a healthy lifestyle, and so I don't eat a lot of donuts. And I desire to be with a, a wife and I'm and and, and, uh, committed to this, and I want to stay committed to this, so that's what I want. Nah. So does he like the donuts that are like you know the twist donuts, or the, the donuts that are long, or the, the ones he likes long? the he likes the cream filled donuts. He likes the cream filled donuts. <laughs> you guys are so wrong. He, do, he, do, he doesn't like donut holes, is what you're telling me. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't like the donut holes. He That's just he does, he's, like, he's over here talking about. He's like, I love donuts, but I am married to this motherfucking kale over here, and I am devoted to this kale green smoothie. Was that like the and worst argument you have ever heard? Horrible. And like, I am going to stick to my kale diet, even though I love donuts. And dude, if you want people to not think you're gay, it would help if you didn't have a gay accent. I'm a gay just saying. accent, like he's from Gaylandia. I'm just saying. Yeah. I'm just saying. <laughs> His last name was Gaylord. <laughs> wow. He's gay. I'm oh saying. Goodness. I mean, whatever. Wow. And this this and this show is based out of Utah. No, well, that makes sense. Yeah. It does. It makes perfect yeah, sense yeah. because that's like the home of the anti-gay one. One of the homes of the yeah, they, gay they, conversion movement. I guess. Yeah. It just, you know, their whole thing they, is like they ugh. financed a lot of the. Uh, uh, was it? I forget the last proposition. The anti. Mm -hmm. The anti-marriage prop eight. Uh, prop eight? Mm -hmm. Yeah, they find uh, a, a lot of the a lot of the financial for the uh, was it pro or anti prop eight? Pro. Pro pop. Prop 8 came from uh, the Church of Latter-day Saints. Mm, okay. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, I mean, if you're if you're taught that if you give in to your love for donuts, you're going to go to hell. Oh, God. You're going to really try to develop... <laughs> I'm on fire right now. You're going to really try to develop that taste for fucking kale. You know what I mean? Like, if, if you really think you're going to go to hell because of it, you know, I mean, that's yeah. what you've been trained all your whole life. It's, you know, it's bad, but... I would argue that the that the woman is the donut, you know. Well, yeah, yeah. yeah. Versus, well, that's you know that's why I said like the, the for the, you the it twist. is. He <laughs> likes to twist donuts, right. the ones that are long and straight. Well, straight, not, not not straight, but you know, long with cream filling. With cream filling, yes, right. and sugar on top. <laughs> Lots of frosting. Oh man. So, I I just I don't know, dude. You just well, I, I'd like to thank uh, my husband is not gay for providing us with the last five minutes of merriment <laughs> of gaiety, <laughs> as, it gaiety yes. <laughs> as, as it were. As it were. I'm gonna go listen to some Marvin Gaye now. <laughs> oh man, 
Shit, the Nalo <clears throat> needs some sexual healing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Ah, brother. Wake up, wake up, wake up. <laughs> <laughs> you want to read that, the question? Um, yeah, but not yet. Okay. A couple more topics to go over. Uh, a Maryland woman pleads guilty in exorcism, murders of two toddlers. Oh. Yeah, this one was sad. This one was sad, but I'm tripping because the mother was involved. Yeah. So yeah. it's like, I understand, like, this one lady is crazy and mm-hmm. thinks that demons are everywhere yeah. and possess everything. So that's pretty much what the story is about. <clears throat> they thought the demons were possessing the house and other mm-hmm. inanimate objects right, and the right. kids and everything else. And the lady uh, <clears throat> kept hearing Satan tell her t- that she had to uh, kill the kids mm-hmm. and all that kind of stuff to get the demons out and for them to go to heaven. I'm like, what's mama's excuse? Yeah, well, you know, like she's obviously a believer. Uh, yeah, that's that's crazy. Yeah. She's totally like complicit. So, the lady um, well, was the mother arrested as well. Yes, they didn't tell us what she was charged with. Uh, I child, think they're still trying to figure it out. But the uh, wouldn't it say she was involved in exorcism? What is that? What was she doing? Or does it say? I didn't. They didn't give the details of the exorcism. Mm. Well, maybe she thought if she conducted the exorcism, she would not go so far as to kill. You know, maybe she thought that if she maybe thought, if she thought it was just an exorcism because exorcisms don't usually involve murdering the the, the, right. the person being. Like exorcised. Maybe if she thought she helped cast the demons out, then kids would be spared or would yeah. be okay. Maybe yeah, maybe she didn't know that she was gonna go. But I mean, when she's standing there while the lady's killing them. Yeah. <laughs> Seemed like she'd kind of like, hey, bitch, stop killing my babies. Yeah, you know, I, I, I grew up around exorcisms and, you know, it was never. Really? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it's, it, it, it's not. I mean, you know, I, I, use, the word, I use the word exorcism because, you know, we called it, we called it deliverance. But mm-hmm. but basically it was, you know, just, you know, cough and sneeze. and it, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> it was. <laughs> Basically, the demon Charlie Bell's face right yeah, now. Yeah. <laughs> but it, you know, it was never it was never violent. Uh, it was never you know mm-hmm. uh, you know because basic- I'm a fucking professional. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. Uh, you know, n- n- no one ever got killed. No one you know, no one got beat or anything like that. Yeah, that could really I- fuck up your tax status. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or improve it. Um, <laughs> I uh, I did a I did a I did a film about a, an exorcism that they were trying to this boy I guess was an, was a, was an effeminate boy and uh, they they hired a witch doctor to to burn the demons out of him and um, I, I I I would guess that it's probably really quite common around the world for people to uh, you know who who believe in spirits and haunts and ghosts and all that stuff. To do stuff like that, yeah, probably. I don't know. I th- I, <clears throat> I think we think it's more common than it is. I read I read somewhere that um, there <clears throat> are like hardly any uh, records of. Well, I guess that's something different, but I, it might be included. Um, Occult deaths or like sacrifices, oh, yeah, sacrifices. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. yeah, that's that's different. Yeah, yeah that's different. So, yeah, yeah, that's that's a that's a, a different superstition. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we are the sons of Sam. As, as Stevie Wonder said, "When you believe in things that you don't understand, <laughs> there is <you> superstitious." <laughs> 
But um, yeah, I mean, I think a lot of you're right. A lot of you know, you may they may not refer to it using the word exorcism, mm-hmm. but there's a lot of religions that mm-hmm. feel like you know people are mm, inhabited or or. Oh yeah, whatever by different spirits, and sometimes well, they go intentionally to try to channel that spirit. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, it's like the, the, the voodoo and yeah. the Santeria. Voodoo, yeah. running from my magic. <laughs> Sorry, I had to explain flashback. I know. <laughs> <laughs> He's the word of the black man. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but the uh, hey, the hyperloop. You guys have have you guys heard of the hyperloop? Mm-mm. Yep. What is it? <clears throat> hyperloop is. This really cool system. Think of it as, remember back in the day when you would go to the bank and you would drive up and you put that pneumatic tube mm-hmm. in and and then it would go shoop, and it mm-hmm. go underground and pop up in the bank teller. Mm-hmm. Basically, it's, uh, it's that, but reconfigured to hold people. Um, they do 400 mile stretches at a time. <clears throat> they say you can go from here to the Bay Area. The yay area in like 35 minutes. Mm-hmm. But I'm, that, I think that's kind of long because I also read where they're talking about going to New York in 45 minutes. So if you can go to New York in 45 minutes, you can get to the Bay Area in probably like 10. <laughs> really? Yeah. Like uh, it's con- it's a concept or there's. Yeah, Tesla. Uh, the, 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 yeah, the, 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 the billionaire genius guy behind Tesla is behind this. But mm-hmm. it's. Uh, they're they're working on it. Yeah, oh, shit. he's got a bunch of uh, <clears throat> college engineering students mm-hmm. who are uh, basically doing the math um, or design. A lot of a lot of engineering architecture right. uh, students that are uh, trying to figure uh, figure this out. And actually, if if you know if it's successful, it, it would be a lot less ex- <laughs> right. Ex- uh, That's the thing. Hell of a lot less expensive than than the than the bullet train than anything right. else. Yeah. Well, yeah, the bullet train is going from Fresno to uh, which to they're Bakersfield. which they're working on right now. Yeah. Sixty-seven billion dollars. Yeah. Uh, and this would be a lot cheaper, and it, it would be affordable. Right. Mm-hmm. And it would be a new technology. Right. Yeah, that would be awesome. Yep. And oh, and it's it's all solar powered. Oh, yeah. Awesome. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah. yeah, they said something like going up to the Bay Area would be like six bucks or something. Wow. Oh, I, I, I heard 30. Either way, it's less it's than a tank of gas. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> Although gas is coming down. Yeah, but not that much. <laughs> yeah, so. I know the Koch brothers would be mad about that. Do they have uh, Do they have uh, uh, Do they have something for the claustrophobics? <laughs> it, yeah. They call it old school transportation. <laughs> Take your ass on the bus. Yeah. <laughs> Give me a mule. Exactly. And a wagon, yeah. and I'm on my way. It's called chill the fuck out for six minutes. Mm. About to be in San Francisco. <laughs> really? For real though. All right, let's get down with the average guy question of the week. But before we get into the uh, new question, I do have a follow-up. Um, I got feedback for, or an update. Update on Fed Up. You guys remember Fed Up? She was our last question. Fed Up was, mm-hmm. she was the one who <clears throat> we thought might have been kind of young and immature. And she was saying that um, she didn't like the oh, right. the relationship she was her boyfriend had with his ride or die homegirl. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. okay. Well, so yeah, so I was actually speaking to uh, Miss Fed Up on Facebook, and then 
she was like, you know what? It's so much to write. Let's can I just call you? I'm like, sure. So she she called me and we had a, a nice conversation. And I have to say she's very sweet, mm-hmm. very sweet. Um, she is young, but she's not mature. She's not. She, I'm sorry. She's not immature. Right. She's not immature. She struck me as very mature. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I did. Um, in my old old age and wisdom did uh, say that I, I thought that her and her uh, her boyfriend slash fiance should wait a little while. They're in their mid 20s. Mm-hmm. To wait till their 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 later twenties before yeah. they got married, at least they got plenty of time. Is what I felt. And uh, so anyway, we 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 had a conversation about it, and she didn't really seem to have any <clears throat> anything that he was doing specifically. He seemed like a really good guy. Uh, she seemed like she really loves him, and she, she basically just felt real uncomfortable with the relationship. And I told her, you know, I feel like you're making him choose. And he shouldn't have to choose. He hasn't right. done anything right. that, where, that where you should distrust him. He hasn't done anything where you should make him choose. She's been there for him. Right. She's been a loyal and faithful friend. Uh, <clears throat> you're going to have to be a little bit more realistic. Um, and I'm not saying that your that your feelings are, are invalid. Right. But you're going to have to talk about putting limitations on actions or something, you know, right. or putting some boundaries somewhere right. and just not, instead of just saying, you know, I'm like, you about to get married and everything. I'm, I'm tell you this one word that's going to crop up over and over and over and over and over again. It's compromise, compromise. If, anytime I ever talk to anybody about marriage, that's the one word to me that is one of the most significant words in a marriage is compromise. So, you're going to have to kind of come off your feelings a little bit and not say, I just want this bitch out the picture, <laughs> even though she haven't really, you know, done right. anything to warrant that. <clears throat> and so you're going to have to come up with something, some kind of parameters or things that he can adjust that makes you feel more comfortable. Like, for example, you no know, hanging out with her after 9 p.m., you know, or mm-hmm. or something like that, what, whatever it is, mm-hmm. whatever, you know, things like that, you know, you have to. And she was like, I mean, she was really sweet and we had a really good conversation and shout out to Fed Up. Almost said a real name. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Fed Up. <laughs> I hope mm-hmm. you still listen to the show. And thanks again for for uh, for writing in. Now, 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 when you say huh. compromise, does that mean like. I can have a donut every once in a while, <laughs> and then no, kale most of the again. time. <laughs> Just make sure you use a, a safe napkin. A, safe, <laughs> a, a, a bib. Pra- pra- yeah, pra- so I don't get any crumbs. Donutting. So I don't get any crumbs on. Yeah, or any yeah. cream in it. You know, yeah, yeah. We don't, we don't want that. We don't okay. want to bring cream back and mix it with the kale. Charlie Bell, go ahead and read this. Uh, <laughs> Question question for this week. <laughs> All right. So Ms. Dimples asks, I'm a 44-year-old divorced mother of three adult children. Mm-hmm. I want to know why it's so hard to meet someone to go out to dinner, plays, movies, or just hang out with. Don't we all? Yeah. <laughs> I'm not a supermodel, but I do look good for my age, mm-hmm. and I have a good personality to match. Hey, now. I'm not picky, nor do I judge a man by his pockets or looks. Mm. I've dated big, small, tall, short, handsome, and not so handsome. LOL. (laughs) (laughs) I'm working full time and looking for another job as we speak. I don't think I'm where I should be in my life at this age, but I had to raise my children alone, and I'm very motivated to have a better life. Sometimes I feel I need to move away from where she lives, small town, to find a friend. 
I'm constantly getting inboxes from my F- Facebook male friends asking, why are you single? Is it by choice or because you're too beautiful? Uh, or is it, is it by choice because, because you're too beautiful, beautiful not to have a man? Mm-hmm. Then, of course, it turns out that they're all married or have a lady. Is that just a BS line that men use? I don't have low self-esteem, so I know that's not it. I don't get out much because I don't have anyone to go with. All my friends are either married or have a man, so their mate don't want them with me because I'm single. So, so single. Wow. Where is there to go to meet some single people? Well, Miss Dimples, you're in luck because Dino Red is looking for a sister wife for uh, <laughs> Mrs. Red. <laughs> So uh, get at me, <laughs> inbox me your picture. <laughs> I don't think that's the scenario she looking for. When, no. when did you convert to Mormonism? <laughs> I'm not Mormon. I'm just polyamorous. <laughs> <laughs> He's like my wife isn't, but she doesn't. <laughs> Polywally do law day. <laughs> Lots and lots of donuts. Wow. Okay. Well, let's see. What we well, Miss Dimples, you got a lot in here. Um, I th- first of all, it sounds like you're going through a lot of the same things that all the quality people who are single are going through because the dating pool Especially is shallow at this age. Yeah, the dating pool is shallow. Um, you know, it's filled with men and women alike who ain't about shit. <laughs> you know, that's just the truth of the matter. And yeah, at our age, it gets uh, it gets hard to find you know harder to find a quality person, especially since at our age we're like we're done with all the bullshit and the games and all that stuff. You know, people are trying to cut to the chase. You know, and so it doesn't necessarily have to be something wrong with you. You know, I have a lot of female friends and male friends who are single. You know, mm-hmm. and looking for a quality person and can't find them just because it's it's hard to connect with the with somebody. Um, so this is very personal for me. I, I find this a very poignant letter, and okay. I, I'm really interested. Yeah, it sounds like you could relate to this lady because too, you, you, too much. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so what what's your advice? I, I want to because I feel like you're advising me as well. Well, let's see. Okay, I'm trying to address all her issues. Um, is it hard to meet? Why is it so hard? Why is it so hard? Okay, I think that's the first part I just addressed. Yeah. Why is it so hard? It's just because the, the numbers don't stack up. You know, quality quality people versus the not-so-quality people. The, the dating pool is super shallow for males and females. So that's why it's so hard. Okay, that's that answer. Um <laughs> oh, why do guys ask why you're single? I think that's an ignorant question that people ask of everybody. When it, when 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 someone meets someone that they like, one of the first things that they because I've been I was asked that question when I was single. You know, why are you still single? What's wrong with you, <laughs> bitch? What's wrong with you? <laughs> you know, you're single too. You know what I'm saying? Like, like okay, like. What's the, like I, I don't see what's wrong with you on the surface. What are you hiding? You know what? You, you, are you a psycho killer? Are you a, you know, mm-hmm. yes, a registered a pedophile? <laughs> or you know what? What's going on with you? You know. Mm-hmm. So I don't think it's just a, a BS line that men use. I think men and women both use that. Why are you single? And especially if someone is good looking, because you know people can be shallow and they think anybody that's good looking, um, they should should have somebody. 
They shouldn't have any trouble finding anybody and they should just have, you know, somebody and should not be single. And if they are, then it must be something wrong with them. So there's that. <clears throat> so um, now where is there to go to meet some single people? Interesting question. This came up when I was on Jay, um, Jay, the, um, Jay Mayo, Jay Mayo show, right to real love. And I was on that, um, we were talking about, um, dating and relationships and all that stuff, whatever. And he asked if any of my, me or any of my people had, had, uh, tried online dating. And I said, I don't know if Charlie Bill has ever tried online dating. I did when I was single, I don't have any any great stories out of it. Um, they were just really uh, not 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 much to tell. It, nothing came of it, and there there was no it was no horror story, and there was no fireworks. It was just I met somebody and it didn't click, and that was pretty much it. So it wasn't a horrible experience, and it wasn't you know it wasn't a great experience. Um, but I think that that is a way to to uh see what's out there you know i think online dating is a viable option i think more people our age should consider it i know a lot of the younger people do it um a lot of people our age have you know there's the stigma uh, there's still still might be the stigma because back in the in the day online dating was considered for like only losers or weirdos Mm -hmm. and people like that um, but lots of regular folk are online dating, you know, people who are just busy and or don't know, like you, um, Dimples, don't know where to go you know, or whatever else. You get online yeah. with a couple of um, different sites. They have free sites and put your profile picture up and, you know, see what happens. See what happens. That's that's one way. That's one way to do it. Um as far as where to go, I don't really know. I've never, I was never into clubs and stuff like that. And I never went to clubs. When I did go to clubs, I didn't go to meet anybody. I never really liked that whole scene and that whole type of hookup type thing. So I never really approached it that way. Uh, me, I just, whenever, when I was single, just whoever I encountered in my, my, in the course of my day, you know, if I, saw someone in the Starbucks or something who was attractive and, you know, struck up, strike up a conversation or whatever, or, you know, just no place special because it seemed like wherever you go someplace special to meet people, then there's always this pressure and then there's the stigma and there's the, you get, you know, that, that, that whole element that you're not necessarily looking for. And, it's not really authentic anymore and it's not as, you know, kind of disingenuous. So it doesn't sound sexy or fun or it's not like, I don't think a great answer, but it was just practical everyday life. You know, just keep your, don't be so here's a piece of advice. Don't be so caught up in your world that you don't see who who's on the outside of your world who could enter it. Cause that could be your guy. You know, he, he could bump into you or cross your path, but if you're so into your phone or your phone conversation or, you know, mm-hmm. as a matter of fact, I remember telling them there's, there's, there are girls that I would have liked to have approached 
but they were always on the phone whenever I saw them. You know, talking to in this can't that's you know you can't do that. You can't just interrupt somebody's phone conversation. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. That's 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 my advice. Mm-hmm. As weak as it is, <laughs> actually, actually, it was very very uh, uh, cogent. I thought. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought that was well, thank very you. good advice. Thank you. I, I think it's good mm-hmm. advice, and I I agree with um, pretty much everything you said. I think that if. Um, you are looking for a partner that you you kind of in this day and age you kind of have to be online because the people who are looking for partners are online i think for the most part mm-hmm. um yeah and i think that um one thing i read about women our age and i'm not saying i am buying into it but i'm just passing on advice is that women in this age range unfortunately a lot of times um your best option is going to be an older guy if you're attracted to older guys because they're not going to be so caught up with needing to have kids and that whole thing or dealing with kids. So me personally, I'm not attracted to older guys, but if you are, that may be a target market for you, um, you know, online or in life. But honestly, like the thing that I need to, you know, that I connect to in this um, letter and just my life is like, I think at a, at kind of this around this age range Mm -hmm. like not only are you facing more challenges to meet a potential partner but you're also dealing with acceptance of the con of the fact that you may never meet that partner and having to just really deal with that reality that it could never be you know and i think that's that's very hard so i think you have to definitely um you know not be morbid and sad about it but you have to build yourself a life that's mm-hmm. going to be good for you regardless of whether someone's there or not. You know, you have to do things to pursue happiness. You have mm-hmm. to um, put yourself out there in the world like, like you know, Dino was saying um, and be uh, open to new experiences. And also you, I think you need to nurture and build friendships. Like that's been a big thing for me getting me through being single is like mm-hmm. having, you know, friendships and companionship. And, you know, I would love love and sex and partnership all wrapped up into one. But I, if, if, if I'm not getting it, I have to get those things separately. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Piecemeal it. Right. Got to, um, Subcontract out. It's like oh, yeah. a, a mosaic. Yeah. A quilt. Yeah, exactly. A crazy quilt. <laughs> but I mean, and I know that sucks, but I mean, the reality is even if you do get a man, especially say you get an older man and you have 20, 30 great years of life with him, you know, statistically right. the odds are he's going to die before you. Yeah. And, you know, so we need to nurture our friendships, I think, especially as women, because a lot of times that's who we do end up spending old yeah. age with. You know, as women and family members, yeah. and don't don't limit yourself to one race. Uh, that, that's mm. a, that's another thing. Yeah, that's true. I didn't even yeah. think about that. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Sometimes uh, I, I've noticed with some some women that they is like, oh, I don't like that you know mm-hmm. type of person. I only like, date brothers. Yeah, yeah, uh, and you know, you may the the person that you know you're most compatible with. Maybe, uh, maybe from you know another country or another uh, background. Right. another background. Yeah, yeah so. like Chonilla. That's what yeah. they're talking about. Right. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. And yeah, also along the lines of what Charlie Bell was saying, you might want to try to. Some people say don't actually look for anyone, but just keep your eyes open in case you meet someone. But have have things in your life that you're working on and goals like work on making dimples, the best dimples 
dimples could possibly be for herself, right. Absolutely. for herself, not for any man, not don't try to be the ideal woman, try to be the best dimples that dimples wants to be everything that dimples wants to accomplish in life. Cool. Work towards that work, you right. know, go, go it. after it, do it. And while you go about those things, you know, you may run into your guy, you know, just keep a lookout and say, hey, that might instead of trying to artificially run into him at some club or restaurant or some speed dating thing or whatever, you know, just you might bump into him while you're going about your everyday life right. or yeah. all of the above. I say still try the other stuff, too. Yeah. Yeah, you could. Yeah. But um, but yeah, definitely. Like, There's a lot of like, let's keep it real. There's a lot of ageism. Guys are very ageist when it comes to dating women. And definitely once you hit that 40 mark, you're not. Uh, your that your pool shrinks a lot. Like don't don't let anyone tell you differently. <laughs> it's the truth. Maybe a lot of fish mm-hmm. in the sea, but I'm in a pool. <laughs> <laughs> a kitty pool. <laughs> in a kitty pool. Yeah. All right. Well, dimples. I uh, hope to hear from you. I hope uh, you liked uh, our advice, and you could use it, and it helps you out. Thank you all for. Uh, and again, thank you, Fed Up, everyone else who, who writes in. Thanks, Donald Thomas, to all the ladies that you and all the people that you refer to us. And uh, I think Oh, and Donald Thomas, hmm. you sent me a, fin- a friend request, but I couldn't accept you because you have too many friends already. Oh, yeah, he does got, have a lot of friends, that Donald Thomas sure does. I guess Damon uh, got in just in time. <laughs> I just I just beat the rush. <laughs> yeah, just just made it. Just, he's like number you need five thousand. You I'm, need to delete some of that dead weight so I can get up in your friend group, homie. <laughs> oh, you heard it. You heard it, DT. You heard it. Get, rid of, Bell. The, get rid of those zeros. Get with this hero. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everybody. Well, thanks again for tuning in to another episode of the Shiznit Show. Uh, remember to uh, check us out on our all our, our social media. Remember, please, to tell somebody. Tell somebody about the Shiznit show. Recommend it to a friend. Share it online. Share it on Twitter. Uh, give us a five-star review. We, uh, could, we could use one. We could use one or two. Never have too many. Uh, we haven't had one in a while. On iTunes or Stitcher. Uh, give us a five-star review. And so... With that, I'm Dino Red, and for Damon the Weasel Standifer and Charlie Bell. <laughs> Put the pussy on the chain wax. <laughs> Tell somebody. <laughs> From all of our crew to listeners like you, thanks again for tuning in to another episode of The Shiznit. And don't forget to tell your friends about the show. Check out our website, theshiznitshow.com, or hit us up on Facebook under The Shiznit. Follow us on Twitter at The Shiznit Show. Write to us at theshiznitshow at gmail.com. Or leave us a voicemail and make it sexy at 424-261-4878. This has been The Shiznit. You're listening to the Red Rock Podcast Network.